Hey, everybody. Welcome to Winning the Week. This is Kylie and Shannon. And we have a special guest for you again this week. Uh, she's on the phone all the way from Branson, Missouri. The one and only Shelly Brown. Yay. Hi. Hi, Mom. Hey, my daughter. So good to hear and be with you this beautiful Winning in the Week broadcast. And uh, so... What's happening? What's happening? Well, right now, we are anticipating the arrival of children from school. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> because we are real moms. Yeah. It's really happening. Are, you, where, are we, you seated in the living room? Where are you set up? Yeah. We're in the living room. Yeah. You we know. have a fire going. We, If the heat kicks on, it kind of gets loud. So we turned the heater off and we started a fire in the fireplace. Oh, there. Oh. And there's the dog. This is reality. Living with Jesus, with the dog barking and the kids coming home, and but yes, um, how are you? Hey, I'm I'm great. I've got my Bible here, and I'm absolutely full of the Word of God. We know and, that. Yes, <laughs> it oozes out. And just uh, trusting the Lord for uh, uh, for what He wants to say today, and and be a blessing to especially moms. Is that who you're targeting? Well, you know, we're everywhere. We have men who listen, women who listen, True. but we, oh. we do have a lot of women that that's probably the, our largest listening audience. And, uh -huh. um, just with the kids, just walking in the dog barking, the daily of the daily, we're trying to do, you know, what the Lord called us to do in this podcast and whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that could be a good, a good segue right there. Cause you live that you, you knew the daily, but you knew how to contact with God in the midst of the daily. Absolutely. As a, as a new creature in Christ Jesus, uh, which I became a new born again, new creature in Christ when I was nine years old. And this thing called practicing the presence of God became very real in my life. I'd e I would even sneak out when everyone else was asleep, get on the swing set, those beautiful big Oklahoma skies on those wonderful evenings when it wasn't too hot, and just swing and just think about God who created the stars lives in my heart and, and sing specials to him. And then grew up, married your daddy, and we started having uh, children. But I remember the night before I, uh, we were married, and I couldn't sleep. And I was uh, in the very bedroom that I, as a kid in high school even, it was the same bedroom. And so August 11, 1978, the next day would be my wedding day. But that night, I couldn't sleep. My name would be changed. I would be Shelly Oaks. I would be a boss of my house now instead of being the kid. <laughs> and I would have um, just things, just random thoughts, but all pertaining to your daddy and life and a new chapter. And I asked the Lord, I go, um, you know, I want to have your presence, your peace, your joy in my home. And I'm asking you for the wisdom on what to do and how to do it. And um, he reminded me of Proverbs chapter 9. Uh, we might just need to turn there. Let, me, have your let Bible? me turn there. I do have, we, we yes. do have a Bible. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 9 and then Philippians chapter 1. But this is God's word. These are his thoughts, his plan for success. And it's by 
doing his word, not just agreeing with it, but actually putting it into practice that uh, we have success in life. But it talks about wisdom. And verse one, wisdom has builded her house. And I was going to be a new bride the next day, and I'm going to have a house, and I need to know how to build it. And so we have Philippians 1. But also, before we read that, let's go to James chapter 3, talking about this wisdom that builds a house. And we'll begin reading um, with verse number 17. Chapter 3, verse 17 of James. But the wisdom that is from above. Now, putting that with Proverbs 9, verse 1, wisdom builds a house. So there is a wisdom that comes from above. And this is it. First of all, pure. Second, peaceable. These are materials to build a house. Third, gentle and easy to be entreated. One translation said, not hard-headed, easy to get along with. The next part, component of wisdom that builds a house is full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. I know of a case where a person, certain person, acts like they love their wife in public, but as soon as they're in private in their home, there's verbal abuse. Yeah. And that's called hypocrisy. So this wisdom that comes from above that builds a house is without that. You're the same in front of people as you are in your home. That's right. You're not putting on a front. Come on. It's pure. It's peaceable, it's gentle, it's not argumentative, but it is a wisdom that comes from a book. No, that's so good. I just want to say, you know, you were talking about like building your house, like you you wanted mm -hmm. your house to be like that. But I was just thinking, I'm like, that's who we're supposed to be, our house, our vessel. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. We should be, uh, have those things manifesting as kind of like a, a a display of we've been with God. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's interesting. I, I just saw it like we were talking about a physical house, but that's also our, our temple, Your our temple. body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. So it begins, yeah, it begins with um, you and me as an individual, you know, and because we can't give out what we don't have. Okay. I see cows out in the pasture of Oklahoma and, and I used to think the little kid, why doesn't chocolate milk come from some of those cows, you know, especially the brown ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they cannot give out what they do not have or possess. Chocolate. And so it begins with being a new creature, a, a born again, new creature in Christ Jesus. With the nature of God, because he becomes our very own heavenly father. And he is made and Jesus is made into us wisdom. It says. Yes. And so from that, we're learning how to cooperate with Christ in us to build a house through this wisdom. Then it talks about the opposite 
side of the coin, the, the, the wisdom that's devilish, the few verses ahead where it says, if, if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. Now, this is a letter that was written to Christians. James not addressing the world. The world will act like that. They're not born again. They're not new creatures in Christ. That's good. Their father's the devil. Mm-hmm. So, but the shocking thing is, this was written to the family of God. That's right. And yet he is telling them, do not have bitter envying and strife in your heart. Glory not and lie not against the truth. For this wisdom, the bitterness, the strife, descendeth not from above, but is earthly and sensual and devilish. For where ending and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. This is addressed to the family of God. Mom, the, so, the passion right there says, but if there's bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't, that, don't deny it and try to compensate for it. By boasting right. and being phony. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty plain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, do not be phony on your phony if you post it. Exactly. <laughs> on your phony phony. <laughs> phony will be found out. But, and it's so easy to do. It's like you put this persona. God sees your phony. You the public to perceive you as this way. When actually behind the scene, you know, the strife. Right. And, um. And so the Lord, uh, in his wisdom, has um, given us his word as a light to our path. So we know how to cooperate and have a slice of heaven on earth, and that is our home. Come on. Our home is our garden, as you have talked about and how the word, the Bible talks about. But uh, going back to August the 11th, 1978, did I mention how hot it was? Why don't it you mention that? It was hot. Oh, it was so, yeah. So I had, we didn't have an air conditioning that was adequate in that old uh, two-story house. So I had the windows up and I could just, um, I said, Lord, uh, I trust the Holy Spirit. Lead me to a prayer to pray to have this, this wisdom, this heaven in my home. As I start this new season in my life as a as a wife and as a mother, and it was the prayer that was in Philippians uh, chapter one, and uh, I've got uh, the King James. Uh, do you, if you have other translations, especially the Amplified, I think is really good here. But this is uh, beginning with verse number nine. Philippians chapter 1. And this I pray. What is it you're praying, Paul? That your love may abound yet more and more. How? In knowledge. The more we know someone, the better we love them. And the more that we get to know the Lord, the better we, who is the, it says God is love, God is light, and the more we know Him, our love will abound in direct correlation with how we know Him. 
It's really good. I have the uh, passion right there. It says, what does it say? Uh, I continue to pray for your love to grow and increase beyond measure, bringing you into the rich revelation of spiritual insight in all things. Exactly. And then spiritual it, insight. Right. And it goes on to say in verse 10, which is very interesting with verse nine, this will enable mm-hmm. you to choose the most excellent way of all becoming pure and without offense until the unveiling of Christ. That's the rest of the prayer. Mm. And that is exactly right. It's talking about making right choices through spiritual discernment and judgment and choosing things that are right and worth going after. And it, it and what is the, the, um, the fuel that enables us to, to make these right choices is our love abounding more and more. That's right. In the knowledge of Him. In other words, we can say when we're confronted with a situation, what would love do? What would the divine love of God do? I'm not talking about human love. Human love can turn to hatred overnight. Believe me, I know. Right. But I'm talking about the, that essence that of God himself, who is love, that does not notice a suffered wrong, that takes no account of an evil done to it. And as we grow in that supernatural love of God, yet more and more, we're able to make judgments and discern a wisdom from above to build our house. So, make right decisions. So mom, Love let's it. like, let's like break this down. Cause part of the thing with our podcast is like practical application, you know, like, okay, we uh-huh. see this in the word. Now, how do we, how do we make it applicable for our lives every day? You know? Okay. And so I was thinking sure. about this because that, that scripture right there says the love of God, um, his prayer, he was praying and he was praying that yes. love would grow. So if right. we want to know how to grow love, that prayer has something to do with that. And you exactly. think about even the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. How? By the Holy Ghost. Well, the Holy Spirit, he has, <laughs> prayer has something to do with the Holy Spirit. So basically Absolutely. boiling it down to the syrup, we can pray to increase our capacity to love and our ability to yes. love so yes. that our wisdom grows. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, and a, an example of this was, you know how um, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come that your joy may be full. Uh, going back to August the 11th, 1978, that night before I got married, I prayed this prayer. And he began to show me in my heart things to come that my joy may be full. And it had to do with what would love do? What would love do? Well, uh, I had gone to college to be a career person. And uh, I saw that night as I'm praying this prayer that when the time came, I would, I saw a little girl and I saw a little boy uh, getting off a school bus, walking to the front door, can hardly wait to get through the door because though they had a rough day at school, I knew as soon as I hit that home, heaven was there. I had guarded it. What would love to? And uh, it was a download of, 
I know you love your career, Shelly, and I know there are career women out there, and I, God bless you. There's a grace to do what you need to do. This is no condemnation. But our great shepherd, Jesus Christ, leads us individually. And for me, as an individual, Shelly, put your career on hold for a while, that you be home with those children so that when they come home, you're there. You know, And that's what he told me to do. And um, then he showed me that the when the seasons would change, because Psalm chapter 1, it talks about you shall bear fruit in your season. And fruit is the public part of the ministry. It's for the person passing by under the tree. And, he, and the Lord reminded me that my mother, who was in full-time ministry, her fruit was 24-7. She was in that time of all out to ministry. But I was not in that season at that time. I, I was having babies. And, and God wanted me there to guard that garden and to be there for that individual assignment. And I didn't bring that up for all, no other reason except for the wisdom to build the house that comes from above, hearing the master builder, the Lord Jesus, has made unto us wisdom. He's made unto us wisdom. And he knows exactly what each family needs. To come and from there, so going back um, to applying it, um, he also showed me uh, your dad uh, had a fabulous job at Silver Dollar City as manager over 400 people. And we began to prosper much later in life, not when but it was much later yeah, when yeah. you were in high school. Mm-hmm. So in those formative years, when you were little, he he uh, was in publication and he was good at it. But honestly, it was being uh, in the process of being phased out through technology. I mean, you can do on a laptop at home what he used to do in the old, you know, and it was a lot of work. Uh but so he was in that transition period and he would have a job and then the next thing you know, they're cutting back and he didn't have a job. So the Lord showed me on August the 11th, 1978, before the day before I got married, that it would be uh, I, a whiz for me to stay at home. I wouldn't have the finest house on the block. I wouldn't have... Uh, that kind of a home until later and um but it, what would love this what would divine love this you know right and uh it takes the pressure off of trying to impress or try to explain but knowing i have a clear conscience when i put my head on the pillow that i have a home uh where the presence of God is, the peace of God. Mm-hmm. And then my kids have an environment like that to grow up in. I remember the uh, insurance uh, adjuster came to visit our home. And uh, it was a mobile home with an add-on, but it had location, location, location. It was uh, on Table Rock Lake with the boat flip. And it, uh, in real estate, if you know anything about value of real estate, it's where you're located. And it had a plus location, but it was, um, it, it was what it was. It was a single wide mobile home 
with an addition and but nice you know really nice she walked in had fireplace beautiful and um so the insurance adjuster a woman about in her 60s i would say I thought she was really old. Now I'm 65 and I'm like, she's still a young chick. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, uh, it was the last time that she had adjusted for that day for this company. Liberty Mutual was the company. And she sat at our dining room table and she put her head down and wept. And I thought, she just started heart. crying. She was just crying. She started crying. Wow. She was crying. And I thought, well, you know, she's got her little business suit on. In those days, uh, that was the deal. You know, she had her really nice suit on. And she's weeping. And I said, um, may I fix you a cup of coffee or iced tea? And I can't remember if she got a tea or coffee. That's beside the point. But she was able to uh, gather her composure. And she said, uh, I've been adjusting homes. And uh, I and they're multi. Uh, they they're very expensive homes. And I walk in, and she said, "I can tell that uh, words were spoken in that home of strife." And she said, "After doing that all day long with these beautiful homes, I walk in this little place, mm-hmm. and the peace of God." And she wept. And she said, woman, you had no idea the treasure you have here. Here's a lady. I don't even know if she knew about things of the spirit of God. But she was sensitive enough in her heart to pick up on the atmosphere of home. Not just the value. But words are powerful. But that's the real value. That's the richest, that's the, the richest value. That yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you know you're frying fish, and even though after the dinner you clean up and kitchen spotless, but someone walking in to visit said, "Oh, you had fish tonight. I can still smell it." Right, and that's kind of how it was with her. her. Uh, in those homes that she had, I'm not saying all homes like this. I shouldn't be that way, but for her that day. You step into some foul atmospheres of strife. And boy, was she ever relieved to walk into a home where wisdom built the home. Yes. Where it's pure. First of all, the first qualification is pure. The second is peaceable. How valuable was that? That's that's the value. Yeah. That's the real value. Oh. So it takes mm-hmm. keeping up with the Joneses. It takes that pressure off. Right. It, it does. It takes the- because you have. Yeah. Go ahead. And of course, the God of this world, anytime there's pressure to put you into a place where you have to, uh, you have to perform under pressure. That's not our heavenly father. No. Um, Come on, that's good. You know, isn't that wonderful to know? And just soaking, just even if it's nothing but 10 minutes. I mean, I know we're busy, but we at least can take 10 minutes a day to just absolutely soak in the presence 
of the Lord, which means creating an atmosphere of turning off our cell phones, uh, turning off all distractions. Mm-hmm. If a thought comes that, hey, um, I need to run this errand before the kids get home from school. No. It says in Second Corinthians chapter 10 that we can take every thought and bring it to the subject of Christ. And, but just simply soak for at least 10 minutes a day in the presence of the Lord. And in that presence, He takes away and washes away all the pressure. And like Jesus, you know, even Jesus, He said, I can do nothing. I only do what I see my Father do. And if Jesus said that, you and I, as his members of his body, how much more we can do nothing unless we see our Father do it. And getting to know the Father, you know, that he's light, he's no pressure at all. And he thinks differently. His, ho- his thoughts are higher. Right. His and, thoughts are higher. And he, he'll do anything yeah. you need him to do with you that day. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one thing. Uh, last night, I was tempted to worry about something. You were tempted and to I worry? Knew. Is that what you said, Mom? It cut out a little bit. Yes. You were tempted to worry? Yes. Okay. I was t- mm-hmm. It was about a certain person, uh, not to mention a name. And uh, the sweet Holy Spirit, I like to call him the guide inside. He's the third person of the Godhead that that Jesus said he'll come and he will help you and strengthen you, guide you into all truth. The word of God is truth, so he'll guide you. And so um, I knew worry was a sin because I've been born again long enough to read in the scripture where First Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. And then also we were in Philippians earlier, but in the fourth chapter of that same letter, it says, be careful for nothing. That means don't be anxious about anything. No worries of them. And, uh, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made un- known unto God. And so uh, do you mind if I read you something that I read last night and it just blessed my socks off, so yeah. to speak? Sure. Uh, I think it's one of the stratagems of the enemy in these last days because the thief, the devil, comes, his job description is to steal, and that includes peace and joy, not just other things. But I'm not going to let the devil have my joy. Right. And, I, and I'm not going to let him rob me of a good night's sleep. Come on. But I have to do something about it. I've been given the name of Jesus. I've been given the legal right and the authority to use that name against doubt, the spirit of doubt, the devil of doubt and unbelief. And I tell him to leave in the name of Jesus and he has to go. That's right. And so um, anyway, last night I was um, just real strong uh, on the inside of me. It says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So our spirit dwells on the inside. It's not our intellect. It doesn't say the intellect of man is the candle of the Lord. 
it says our spirit is the candle. So on the inside where our spirit dwells, there was this overwhelming desire to go get the Bible prayer study course by Kenneth E. Hagen and turn to chapter 9. Well, I tried to forget it and roll over and go to sleep, but no, it was too strong. I mean, it's, <laughs> and I thought, all right, that's it. I'm not going to get any sleep until I go get that book. So I throw back the covers and and I walk over to my bookshelves and sure enough, there it is. And chapter 9 is entitled The Prayer of Commitment. Hmm. And uh, it begins with uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, where it says, Praying always with all prayer. Uh, one translation says, Praying always with all kinds of prayer. So mm-hmm. there's more than one kind of prayer. Mm-hmm. And we've heard this analogy, and I think it's so good, especially because I'm a Thunder fan and uh, and enjoy the basketball uh, there in Oklahoma City. But it's a sport. Basketball is a sport. Football is a sport. Baseball is a sport. It's all sports. You can put it all in a bag. And you can check it all up and say, and, and compare that to prayer. Prayer is prayer. Sports is sports. Put it all in a bag, shake it up, throw it out. But we are in total confusion if we're trying to play basketball with baseball rules. Right. We're trying to play football with soccer rules. And that is Christians without understanding that in Ephesians 6, when it says praying with all prayer, there are different kinds of prayer. Yes, it's all prayer, like it's all sports, but there are different rules. And there's the prayer of faith. That's one kind of prayer. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That doesn't work if you want your neighbor to paint their house a different color. That won't work. <laughs> this is what you desire when you pray. You believe that you receive. So that's individual. Uh, then there's the prayer of uh, whatever you bind on earth in Matthew 18 shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's a certain kind of prayer. But there's also a prayer of faith that says, you say into this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And whatever that mountain may be in your life, where there is doubt or fear, you're afraid to be alone. Maybe you single mom out there and you're afraid to be alone, well, listen, you can take authority over that spirit of fear. That's right. With the prayer rule of faith. Uh, if you don't, if they don't have the book, uh, Shannon and Kylie, of Authority of the Believer by Macmillan, I just encourage you to get it because that little poem in the beginning of it is priceless. Yes. When it comes to a wisdom to build our homes and our lives. <clears throat> Do you mind if I read that part right now? It's so cool. Sure. And wonderful. I mean, I, your mama gets up in the morning, fixes her cup of coffee, and this is what I love to say. When mountain walls confront the way, 
why? And I'll put my name in Shelly. Shelly, what in the world do you sit and weep? Girl, you arise and say, be thou removed, and they shall be by the power of God cast into the sea. All power on earth, all power in heaven, to Christ the Son of God is given. And from the throne he will endure, and hindrances will flee from you. Over all the power of seen and man, say through the Lord, I surely can. Take from him power on earth to tread, on serpent's feet, on dragon's head. Whatever thou art, O mountain high, wherever thou art, in earth or sky, whenever thou art, truth is the same. Be thou removed in Jesus' name. Be thou removed, faith bids thee start. For yonder sea, arise and depart. And this is my favorite part of it all right here. I may, I can. I must, and I will. The purpose of my God fulfilled. Starting my day that way with with the law and the rules of faith based on Mark eleven twenty three and 24. So that is a rule for the prayer of faith. Now, last night, couldn't sleep. This is the prayer, the commitment, and it has different rules than the prayer of faith. And it's chapter 9, and it says this. In 1 Peter chapter 5, especially in the Amplified, it talks about casting the whole of your care. In other words, all your anxiety, all your worry, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. And um, this is sometimes just as simple as casting my care on the Lord. And by doing this, it's called the prayer of commitment. Hmm. And it eliminates some of the problems and situations that I've been praying about. Because by casting my care upon the Lord, then the Lord is free to begin his working out the problem. As long as I'm still worrying about it, I still have the problem. So you commit it to him. That's the commitment part. You're committing it it to him. I see. I see. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he's a perfect gentleman. Absolutely. He's not rude. He doesn't interrupt. <laughs> Shannon, he say, doesn't force. say what you say sometimes about the Holy Spirit. He's he's a standby. Yeah, he stands by. And sometimes he'll yes. just be to say to me, like, are, are you, have you had enough of that? 
Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, what he's exactly. saying to me is that I I have the answer for you, but, but he's I'm waiting on you to stop what you're doing and your plan and inquire of me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's right. You know, some people, and I think there may be someone listening right now who's praying about a certain situation, and they're absolutely getting no result. And the only reason why they're not getting an answer. Is because they're not praying in line with the Word of God when it comes to casting all their care upon the Lord. Mm. They're not doing what God said to do about these worries. And it's not going to do any good uh, unless we're willing to do what God tells us to do about them, and that is cast our care upon Him. And this surprises some people. You have to do that by faith, too. Like, that's a faith mm -hmm. act. I choose to cast my care exactly. over on you. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't mean we don't take authority. We take the authority in the name of Jesus with the, the rule of a different kind of prayer called the prayer of faith where we use the name of Jesus. But once we deal with the demon behind it, we cast the care of it on the Lord. And that prayer of commitment to God is, it's in your court, Lord, and I don't have to pray about it. You see, there are many things that we don't have to pray about. And in fact, there are many things that we should not pray about. Mm. And this may surprise some folks. But, uh, for example, uh, in order for us to have God's help, we're going to have to learn how to cooperate with him. We're going to have to be a doer of 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all our care on us. If we want to have total victory. So good. And total That's That is so good because I was just thinking about, like when I have situations where I'm casting my care on him, out of my mouth literally sometimes I say, I'm not touching this with my mind. Exactly. That's what I'm good. saying is I'm not going to come up and think and think and think and think of a way out or a way through or come up with an answer in my mind. I just... I just say it right out. I'm not touching that with my mind. I've cast the care. That's right. That's good. And because there's a temptation there right. to touch it oh, with yeah. your mind. Your Absolutely. mind can come up with a hundred ways. But but I, I'm, I've i been reading this book. It's called Your Life and God by Lucy McKee. And this mm-hmm. reminded me of something she said, too. She said, you know, we we bring our thoughts about a situation to him. And our thoughts are the lower thoughts. Right. And we mm-hmm. just say to him, you know, this is what... I know about this situation, or this is what I'm feeling about the situation, and I give these thoughts to you. And, yeah. and she says, you exchange your thoughts about the situation, and then you receive his higher thoughts exactly about so the good. situation. And then all of a sudden, when you receive his higher thoughts, then you have a plan, you know what to yeah. do, but... Yeah. You have to, ex- that has to have that exchange mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's really that's good. Exactly. That's really good. It's the truth. And, and it goes back to the prayer in the Philippians, that I may know the love, that it may abound more and more in knowledge, in order that I may approve the things that are excellent. There are these thoughts from God that he wants to download. And, uh, it comes by loving his word so much that we wouldn't dare make it a habit of worry. That's right. Because his word 
said. And we love him so much for saying it. Don't do that. You know, he's our father. Yeah. And the, the word says, I mean, you, how much more does our father in heaven want to give good gifts to us? So just, just sometimes I have to think of all the different aspects that he is like whatever situation Mm -hmm. I'm going through. Well, right now I need the father. Right. Right now Mm -hmm. I need the comforter. Right. You know, right now I need the, I need the intercessor, the standby or whatever situation you're in when you're exchanging those thoughts, think Mm -hmm. of him as he has that code on for you. Right. You know, he's the doctor. He's, he's the great physician for you. If you need healing in your body, you can come to him as that and exchange your thoughts for, you know what? I'm hurting. This stinks. I need the Mm -hmm. great physician on the case and and increase your, your, your vision. And like, I have to visualize him. I don't know if anybody Mm -hmm. else has to do this. Yeah. He gave us the imagination for just things like that. I believe. So I I, I do too. And I think like, okay, Lord, I need, I'm, I'm coming to you and I'm praying for wisdom, you know, and I see Mm -hmm. you as this, this full of wisdom and you're just going to dish it out to me. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you Mm -hmm. have to picture him as who, who he needs to be in your life at that moment, what you're entreating him about and for. That's exactly right. We've talked a lot about wisdom and it reminded me of that scripture and I love it. And I, I say it over the kids, you know, but it says, um, and it's Colossians three sixteen, and it says, let the word of mm-hmm. Christ live in you richly, flooding you with mm-hmm. all wisdom. And yeah. I was looking at that, but I backed up to verse, um, 14 and it says mm-hmm. for love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Yeah, exactly. And then 15 Mm -hmm. says, let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his body and always be thankful. So that exchange. Yeah. That's a love. That's love between you and your father. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That brings peace. Come on. That's it. It Causes wisdom to come that dwells in you richly. Yeah. Because that you're yeah. you're in the word and you're fellowshipping with the word and you're having that relationship. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. it is hard for your love for you to pray for love to increase on the inside of you. Your your, you know, carrier of love expanded, your capacity to receive that if you're worried. Oh yeah. because you don't oh, feel like he cares for you, you know, or it's no one cares for you in that moment, right? So you're right. carrying that worry. It's they can't simultaneously um exist. Right there. Yeah, you would have yeah. to bring that 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 piece. piece to him and say, you know, this is my thought about my feelings right now and the way they're making me feel. But uh-huh. I need your higher thought about. Come me. on, exchange that. Exchange in me. it. Yeah, I don't, exactly. Uh, Shani says sometimes she has the best little sayings. Like I'm like <laughs> I think we should write a little book of Shaniisms. But <laughs> oh, uh, sure. Um, she says uh, a lot. Whenever a thought comes or whatever, she said, my father wouldn't talk to me that way. That's exactly right. And, yeah. and my, and that's the same, like even in a place of worry or loneliness, mom, like my father wouldn't, yeah. my father wouldn't talk to me like that, that my father, he does, he's not the creator of loneliness. No, he's not the, no. he is not the creator of, of, um, feeling separated or apart. He has you in his right. pocket. 
we talked about uh, last week on the podcast, whenever you brought out that revelation about being in the pocket, we talked about uh, that a little bit. Like, I, so when I'm feeling lonely, I, I again, reposition myself in his pocket and I can hear the gentle heartbeat of him when he's entreating me and I'm entreating you. So, oh my gosh. Well, you think about that. Think about it. Think about a baby that's been in you, you know, and you carried that baby mm-hmm. and the baby comes out Well, the baby has been in there hearing your heartbeat. But yeah. what do we do as mothers? We lay that baby mm-hmm. on our chest. Yeah. And immediately mm-hmm. that baby's hearing that heartbeat, that heartbeat, that it's familiar. It's familiar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every time they go off to sleep, mm-hmm. oh, it's the same way yeah. with what you were just saying same. right there, that in that pocket, we hear the father's heartbeat. We experience his love there and his mm-hmm. protection, his comfort. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we, so, true. so to boil it all down to the syrup, which I say a lot, cause I don't know what else to call it. That's what I feel like we do to, to sum it all up. You can pray for the love of God to be increased in you. That love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. When that comes, wisdom comes, knowledge Uh comes. When that comes, you know how to step in whatever direction he needs you to step in in your everyday life as you entreat the Father to come and, and, and share breath with you. Like get in your space, Um, you know, like it walk with you as you do this, that, and the other picking the babies up from school, all of the things as you do that, your love is increasing. Your worry is decreasing. Your, your knowledge is increasing and your, and your wisdom is increasing. Oh my goodness, mom. That has been so So rich. I mean, just nuggets after nuggets. Holy nuggets. I'm going to have to re- re-listen to this back. I know. Me too. Why don't you go ahead and do us a favor? Why don't you share this podcast with a friend that you know could benefit from this? We thank you, Shelly. Mommy, we love you so much. Love you. I love you, Kylie and Shani. You're my girl. And uh, you'll be on the podcast quite a bit. Oh, oh goody, you know what? Girl. Before I run this music, I'm backing it off because I just thought about something. <laughs> Hey, okay. we have a women's retreat coming up. We do. Ah! And uh, the three of us will be there along with Pastor Jean Frazier from Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, and Glory also um, Robin McCollum. Yes. She'll be doing worship. Wonderful. And mom. Can I tell you, I'm not going to tell you like the numbers right now, because obviously that will make this broadcast stale, (laughs) but it is looking quite promising. We're already uh, at the number we had pretty much for last year. So we are big things are happening. There's still room for people to come. They can go to at his feet, retreat dot I N F O at his feet, retreat dot info. And it is a time in it girls. Didn't we have a whole fun time last year? So, um, it's like jumping into the ice cream of God's presence. Ooh, oh, it I was like that. absolutely satisfying and joy unspeakable and, and such a fellowship where, um, God's girls, um, laughing yes. and mm-hmm. rejoicing and a strengthening. 
Yes. Oh, yes. And a fire, a fire Absolutely. for the desire to burn for him in these last days. Such a place. So, yeah, great. Mm. So we invite you to come April 27th through the 29th, just outside Tulsa, Oklahoma. Don't miss it. Do not miss it. Grab your girlfriends from church or, or your mom group or whatever. There's still room for you at his feet retreat retreat yes. at his feet retreat dot I N F O. We would love to see you there. Hey, everybody. We love you. God loves you. And we'll see you next week on winning the week.